Welcome to Tales Over Ales, What's Brewing? We're your hosts, Jill, Jess, Anthony, Michaela. During this podcast, we will be doing a power hour. So when you hear this sound, we will be doing a shot. Feel free to join us, but please do so responsibly. Tales Over Ales, What's Brewing? Breaking news. It's January 1920. 18th Amendment has passed and Prohibition starts. No! No! Let's go to the Tales over Ale speakeasy. Who is it? The password is the cha-cha. You may enter. (laughs) (laughs) Good thing we weren't alive back then. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) We would have no podcast. But here we are, episode 17. Yep. Yes. It's the Prohibition episode, and we're hanging out here at the Tales Over Ale Speakeasy. And uh, we happen to have two very lovely bartenders, very brave bartenders, because they're going against the law. Mm -hmm. And they've made special drinks for the episode, so we're starting with uh, Jessica's drink. Why don't you tell us about it? I happen to make a cocktail called the Bee's Knees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Named after me. Uh, actually, the meaning, the slang meaning, is the best. That's what bee's knees means. Right. The best. Oi. 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 Great. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I'll drink to that. So what it's made of is it's made of gin, fresh lemon juice, and some honey syrup. It's delicious. Mm, that's very good. Mm, yeah. That is really good. That is the bee's knees. Thank wow. you for making this drink. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. delicious. Almost reminds me of like a lemon drop. Yes. Or lemon mm-hmm. cello. Mm-hmm. It's got that taste. The honey and lemon, it was added to mask the odor and the unpleasant taste of the bathtub gin that they used back in the day. You said that when you guys were looking up the drinks that a lot of them had gin in it. Yes. Yeah, because uh, gin was the easiest one for normal people to make. Mm. And the cheapest. And the, and cheapest. the fastest. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, actually, so um, when I was looking up interesting things, oy, oy. Oy. so they made uh, the gin in the bathtubs back then, and actually, the government poisoned industrial alcohol because they knew people were using that to make alcohol and to sell it during this prohibition time. There was actually 10,000 deaths due to the poisoning. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a crazy amount of deaths. And you know, the government's pretty fucked up. Uh, During that time, the government actually, like, Congress had its own bootlegger named George Cassidy. And he did something like 25 deliveries a day to Congress so that they could keep drinking. And when he was finally caught, he said about 80% of government was still drinking during the Prohibition because he was their bootlegger. Really? Mm -hmm. The man with the green hat. That's right. The man with the green hat. Yeah. Oh, it was like he got caught bringing it to Congress, so then he got fined, and he started bringing it to the House. And which then, is crazy, like you're bringing it to Congress, and then they gonna arrest you. Yeah, like who arrested him? <laughs> had to be like someone like had to way be like, yeah, lower those, than those righteous Congress. people. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, alcohol is a devil. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like he couldn't just be like, dear Mister President. Let's see, who was it? Wilson. 
Mr. President Wilson, um, I just got arrested for delivering alcohol to you. <laughs> yeah. Can you get me out of this jam? <laughs> Seriously. What's messed up is they passed this amendment, but yet they were still drinking. Yeah. Right. That's like, I think Sounds that's familiar. so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds really familiar. I know. Government's been doing this shit since the 1920s that we can at least, we at least know about. It's so crazy. Oi. 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 Uh, yeah, that, I read something like about the deaths from the tainted gin. And then also like nobody was, nobody, you were just, you were literally drinking crap someone made in their basement. Yeah. That's right. And back then it was the twenties. And how clean could these things be? Well, but, that's why, uh, cocktails became so popular during prohibition to cover up mm-hmm. the taste of the disgusting alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's one of three things that was invented that came or not invented, but came from prohibition. It was yeah. the cocktails. It was the booze cruise. Right, the booze cruise. Because they would have to go into international mm-hmm. waters to drink. And then it was also the homebrew revolution. A lot of people started making beers in their homes because all of the ingredients in beer were legal. Yeah. So they could buy it and make the homebrew. And without homebrew, would we even have our podcast today? Nope. Right, exactly. Right? When I was looking it up and it said um, how World War One. Oi. helped turn the nation in favor of prohibition. The whole reason that a lot of people turned to it was because they argued that the barley used in brewing beer could be made into bread to feed the soldiers. That That's was interesting. Like, That's crazy. But you know, alcohol was not completely banned during prohibition. Yeah. There were loopholes. Like, uh, you could be prescribed whiskey as a medicine from your local doctor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, between 1923 and 1931, uh, prescription of whiskey increased by over 400 <laughs> percent. Yeah, that's like people now getting the medical marijuana right. card. Like, like I oh, have anxiety. I stubbed my toe. What you got? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they said that um, when they prescribed uh, medical whiskey, it went from toothaches to the flu. Right. So right. anything like oil, oil. anything small like that, it's just like, yeah. You know, I've been hearing that, like, with this whole COVID thing, that there are some people who swear by the fact that they will do whiskey, like, shots of whiskey when they feel a sickness coming on. And that there be, there are a couple people that have come out that said they, they beat COVID taking a shot of whiskey every day. Well, or a couple times a day when they felt it coming on. Well, they say the COVID is like the flu, right? Yeah. Just like having a flu. So you make like a, what's that called? Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Right. So just, that makes sense to me. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you're killing it in its throat that. before it goes to your yeah, chest. People, yeah. people do that with just having a regular stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I believe it 100. percent Also, uh, wa- uh, churches were allowed to get wine still, mm-hmm. so uh, church attendance has increased <laughs> by thousands of percent. <laughs> I wonder how that was, uh, how that changed when because when prohibition first started, oh. Yeah. They actually hired religious scholars to rewrite the Bible. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, yeah, to take out. Congress tried to get that passed. Yeah, to take out any references of that, alcohol yeah. and wine at like anywhere in the Bible. They mm-hmm. want to rewrite the Word of God. Yeah. Right. Oh this I is read, how serious these I people read were. about that. Yeah. So you gotta think like if they were trying to do that back then, don't you think like before that time or even after that time they revised the Bible? Well, I mean, there's historical yeah. facts that they did revise the Bible several times. Yeah. It's just crazy. Everything's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're just going down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, here is an interesting fact that I found out. 
So in order for breweries to keep up with their bills and everything like that, uh, for instance, Yingling started making ice cream. And Coors started making pottery and ceramics. Kidding. Yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. And I really wish I could get, like, my hands on something like that. Did you get, like, really a valuable. Coors pottery from, like, 1928? Like, you know how much money that would be worth? Yeah. That's crazy. I bet it looks like crap, though. Because they were still Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had to drink their own stash. They couldn't sell it. They couldn't distribute it. That's right. Yeah. But even when I was, like, reading it, I didn't realize that, like, drinking alcohol wasn't banned. Just mm-hmm. everything involving alcohol was banned. Yeah. Right. And they got some really interesting ways to get around it, like the medicine mm-hmm. aspect of it. The but church. then there's also, and church, and there was also, have you guys heard of a blind pig? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. I did not know that that was, that that was real. Like, it was like the lower class version of the speakeasy, but they basically would have like a pig and some of them would like paint stripes on the pig and then put the pig on a table and charge you like a nickel to get in. Yeah. So you were paying to see the attraction, like, but they'd offer you a complimentary drink. Right. Yeah. So people would be like piling in to see this pig and it really was just to get the complimentary drink. Yeah. Right. That's actually, uh, Genius. Our dive bars now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's that's <laughs> yeah. how it started. <laughs> that's true. That, yeah, that's where the dive bar came from, for sure. Did you know there are still 10 states with counties where alcohol sales are prohibited yeah. outright? Mm-hmm. The place where they make um, Jack Daniels whiskey. What is that? Uh, I don't remember the name. But the place where they make Jack Daniels whiskey, that's a dry county. Tennessee. I know Utah is mostly dry, isn't it? Tennessee isn't parts of Mississippi. Do you know Mississippi, uh, Mississippi did not yeah. allow alcohol until 1966? Yeah, that's crazy. They put their own state ban on right after uh, Prohibition yeah. ended. And then Maine, oh, right. Maine was actually the first one to do it before it was federal. Mm-hmm. Maine did it just for the hell of it. Um, yeah, and Maryland never followed the prohibition. Yeah, Maryland really? never enforced never. the law. Nope. Mm. So, so everybody's moving to Maryland. <laughs> well, that's because where is Maryland close to? Congress. Washington. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are all the Congress. This is all real shady. Mm-hmm. This drink is delicious. It's very good. Yeah, actually, very, very good. Mm. I like it. Yeah, you don't even taste the gin in it. No, not We're at not all. not gin fans. We're not. But uh, Michaela's drink of... Uh, Heron balls or what, what was it? Uh, monkey, monkey, monkey gland. gland. Yeah, that she says that name. That's named after God. <laughs> yeah, you're the monkey gland. <laughs> oh, God, she's, uh, she's cruising. She's cruising for it. But you know, prohibition always brings me back to Chicago. 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 Oi. 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 Our Al prohibition tour. Oh, yeah, you know, yes. it was so cool, like, looking this up. So we learned absolutely so much about Prohibition on yes. the tour. Anthony and I have gone twice. So right. having two different tour guides, you learned quite a bit yeah. about, like, you know, and the tour guides were phenomenal. If, you ever, if you're ever in Chicago, go to a Prohibition tour. It's yes. totally worth it. But mm-hmm. when I was looking up, like, you know, because then they, start, they started talking about how, like, uh, the green door was the marker right, of a speakeasy, speakeasy. right? And each of our Prohibition tours, it started at the Green Door Tavern. That's right. And that's actually the oldest speakeasy that's still around from that time. But they even have a speakeasy in the basement. Can you guys remember the name? We were all down there. I don't remember the name. I I can picture it in my head, but I don't remember the name. Uh, It's the one that had, like, the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't remember. It's the Drifter. Drifter. Remember they took us downstairs. But you know, another fun fun fact was that this that so that was that's the most famous one. Oh wait. The second most famous one was where we ended the prohibition. It was the Green Mill Tavern. And that was Al, Al, Capone. Al Capone's place. Mm-hmm. I thought that and was the checkmate. No, no, no. No, checkmate? Or check. Oh, I think it was checker. X checker. Yeah. Yeah, like that. that was the one next to it. Oh, no. But yeah, so that we actually have been to both places. Yeah. That I, were the two most famous people. I stepped exactly where Al Capone stepped. But she wasn't shot. Womp womp. <laughs> but that tour was awesome, though. But we even in Chicago, I mean, there's so many. Like where we stayed the first time, we were hanging out in room 13. That was yeah. a speakeasy in the basement of the place. So it was cool. It was really really cool. It was even like in that one speakeasy that we went to with like the bullet holes, but they would never say they were bullet holes. Club Lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Jess and I went back there to eat because remember, like. Oh, wait, oh wait. Wait. Remember, it takes you like through the like the dining room. You yeah. kind of stand yes. at the dining room. And it's always packed, and it smells amazing. Yeah. So the last time we were there, we're like I was like, I really want to eat there. Like, I just want to eat. I think it's gonna have amazing Italian food. Still, we talk about their clams casino. We cannot find clams casino as good as that place. That place was just their food was phenomenal. That's that's Al Capone's uh, grandmother's recipe. It probably is. You know, Al Capone had a pretty big family. Do you know his brother was a cop? Yeah, his you know brother his, was a cop. His brother was uh, a <laughs> <you> prohibition <laughs> enforcement yeah. agent. Are you talking about uh, James Vincenzo yeah. Capone? <laughs> okay, well, let me tell you, he has to be the most interesting Capone brother ever. And there were six of them. Jeez. Okay, this guy, I wrote a whole story about this guy because he was so cool. First of all, he changed his name to Richard Joseph Hart. And it's, it's like a nod to like this Western guy that he really liked from TV. But he changed his name because he didn't want to be associated with the Capone name, right? Oh, listen to his life, okay? Grows up. He joins the circus. <laughs> right there. So cool. He had a stint in the circus. Then he settled in Homer, Nebraska. And he became the town marshal. And he always dressed up in Western-style garb with a big 10-gallon hat. And he had two guns, two six-barrel guns, and he called. They called him Two Guns Hart. That was his name, and then that was how he got into being a special officer with the uh, prohibition. With, with, with prohibition. But he was in the circus. Oh my! Wait, what did he do in the circus? I don't know. I couldn't find it. You know, I you know I googled that. <laughs> I was like, what did he do in the circus? I need to know. What if he was a lion tamer? Yeah, or like a trapeze artist. Yeah. I don't know, but he was like, apparently he was really obsessed with Western. He was an Italian guy who was like really obsessed with the Westerns. So he was dressing like he was in the Westerns. I wonder if he knew how bad his brother really was. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially if he was in the government. Oh, I, well, he, he did not. When he, he like literally left his family and ran away to the circus. So he didn't have contact with his family until many, many years later. He, he actually got the chance to reconcile with Al Capone before he died. You know, Al Capone didn't die in jail. Yes, he did. I thought he did. He died on uh, Alcatraz Island. No, he died in Florida. Are you sure? I thought he died up here in Eastern State. (laughs) No, he was in Eastern State before he went to Alcatraz. Oh, okay. You can actually see his cell at Eastern State Penitentiary, which is pretty amazing. They have those. It's nicer than our apartment. Yes, you can see. What the hell? (laughs) Well, that's like the movie Goodfellas. I just want the ride. They go to jail and they're making sauce and they have all fresh bread. Oh, the Egyptian cotton rug he had in his jail (laughs) cell. (laughs) Imagine how many dead bodies have been on that. Do you know um, 
one year, 1927, it's estimated that in 19... Oh, yeah. In 1927 alone, only from the sale of alcohol, Al Capone made an estimated $60 million. Oh. You know how much money that is in 1927? What would it be today? I don't know. Over over $100 million yeah. in one year. Well, just from the sale of alcohol, not counting the other stuff you had going on. That's was, ridiculous. When I was reading up a little bit about like Al Capone, like it talked about like how... like nice of a citizen he was like to the other citizens like he always gave out stuff to the homeless um like in the winter time when he went out to eat or got a drink he was always tipping a hundred dollars and you think like a hundred dollar bill back then was a lot i mean nothing compared to 60 million or whatever but still he was like very generous in that way so i'm just like gosh he seems like such a nice guy but he was secretly like such a badass well that's also how the mob ran things was yeah you make everyone care. around you mm-hmm. think that you're a nice guy and like they want to help you, but mm-hmm. like. But the mob always, always took like, care of. Yeah. We're talking about the mob a lot. Like, yeah. No, but it, it's all wrapped up into. Yeah, they always took care of you. Let's just have it. They, they always took care of you. That's, that's their way. He even sent flowers to like his enemies during their funerals. They said one funeral, he spent $5,000 on flowers. Yeah, it's like, my bad. <laughs> I'm really sorry about He's this like, one. He's like, I'm the reason for this. Oh, gosh. What's going on with your eye? Is your fake eyelash coming off? Oh, no. I, I put on mascara today, so they're, like, clumpy. So I really oh. enjoy, like, taking the clumps out. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Great. Anyways. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Well, like I want to go back. Her eyelids. I know. Her eyelashes really screwed <laughs> us know. up. Why'd you bring that up? It's nothing to do with prohibition. We were concerned about you. Look like you had like, Oi. like you Oi. had something you in your eye. You didn't yeah. care. Look like you were crying was, about Al Capone. I was leaning over. He's so I, nice. I wish I could have met him. Mm. But I really want, every time I go to Chicago, I want to do the prohibition for Just to do it. It's Just so much it. fun. Yeah. yeah. I feel like and every single time. And the drinks are so good. Yeah. So Which good. is crazy because when we tried to find drinks for the show, everyone's Ass. like, ugh, gin, <laughs> blah. You know? Yeah. I don't even remember what we had. You know, actually, actually, the Long Island Ice Tea came from the Prohibition years. I would have made that if I knew that. Oh, I have it already. Because it was disguised. I was doing a wild card third drink. Yeah, she's going to do it. But it was disguised as uh, an iced tea. Mm-hmm. That's why. That's where that came from. Grandma's old sweet yeah. tea. Yes. So you guys know where the term "speak easy" came from? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Speak easy. There's people listening. Oh, so let's see how nasty she's gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it came from an old. <laughs> oh, wait, it came Oi. from Pittsburgh, Oi. an old Irish woman. Uh-huh. And she was in a bar in the 1800s, was, right? Yes. And she was serving alcohol, <laughs> and she goes, "Speak easy." Police are at the juror. <laughs> That's my best broke. I'm all out of accents. The last one took it out of me. But anyway, uh, uh, somebody from Philadelphia who was actually a writer was there and he heard it. And he went back to Philadelphia and he wrote an article about the speakeasy. And that's how it swept the nation. Oh my gosh. That's mm-hmm. actually, I just made that up. Now I apologize for being nasty to me. No, I just like said that as in like a dumb way. I actually didn't even know where speakeasy came from. <laughs> I just thought it sounded right. So. Well, I mean, you were right. Kudos to me. Yeah, but then speakeasy became popular because the bars, like, you'd have to speak quietly a password through the locked door to get in. (laughs) 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 Jess made uh, these bee's knees drinks, and uh, 
we came in here and there was a bee in here. A live bee. It was, and you know what? It was sitting right by my mouse. So I touched it and I'm like, what is that? I kind of rolled it off my finger. <laughs> and then, oh, oh wait, and then oh, it was there. It didn't even like sting me or nothing. Very weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's very weird. <laughs> it's weird, this bee. <laughs> you go all out. Oh. Um, if you guys lived back in the Prohibition, what do you think you would have been doing? Drinking. <laughs> oh, I would have been a bootlegger. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Jess, I could definitely see Jess yeah. being a bootlegger. <laughs> For sure. Me? No, no her, yeah. yeah. You would be, I don't think I'd be a bootlegger. I would. You would definitely be. I might be a driver or something, but that way I could be like, I'm not, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you have all these barrels of booze on your truck? I don't know. What? What? I, I knew she was putting there. sun back there. But yeah. booze? I was just trying to help her move to a new place. Like, oh, just no. hustle, make money. Yeah, she I probably would have been a prostitute. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely <laughs> working for Al Capone. <laughs> you wouldn't turn your basement into a speakeasy, babe? Into Come a on. speakeasy? Mm-hmm. For my friends, yeah. Then I would I would find a way to do it and not be in trouble. Mm-hmm. I know. I like to follow the rules. You know, it's so lame. I know. We're losing. <laughs> Who invited this girl? We're losing. She is. Let me, let me tell you about one, one, when we first started dating, she was flying into, flying into Vegas. And I was telling her that, because you know all those signs when you get into the, before you go into security, they're like, you need to empty your... Your um, what is it called? The um, see. Okay, hold on. Do you guys believe that it is necessary when you fly that from your carry-on you have to remove the plastic bag with the liquids in it? Yes. Do you do it every time? Well, I've learned to not carry any liquids. Yeah. If I have, oh, boy. but like all your toiletries and all that, when it, you put it all together, you got little you shampoos, take, you got yes, little you conditioner. Just take yes, I whole, put it in a bag. And then on. you take it out you of your carry-on and put yes. it in a bin. Oh, yeah, you would chill. Mm-hmm. I said, that's how you're supposed to do it. And then I'm talking to her on the phone. She goes, I'm you like, don't need to do that. Don't take out all your stuff. Because she, she's like, I got to go. I got to take out all my stuff. I'm like, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. She's like, I do. It says it on this big sign. And as I'm walking through the thing, there's signs everywhere. Remove the plastic thing. I'm so like, she's like, just try it. Try not doing it. Then we're going to a fucking problem. You know that? I've been taking it out for years. <laughs> you don't need to take it out. You don't need to take it out. But as I like long as it's small, they will stop you if it's bigger than three ounces. Then she, then we, then we're moving, and she gives me a, fr- a whole bunch of uh, poker chips, and they, oi, they stop me and pull me over and rip apart my suitcase for it. Yeah, the thing. Meanwhile, I was like, "What about my toiletries? <laughs> You're not upset I didn't take those out? I don't understand. <laughs> the signs are confusing." Wait, so what did they want with the poker chips? Like, what was... I guess because it was in, like, an old Tootsie Roll bank. It was, like, you know, those, like, containers. And one was in, like, a glass Folgers coffee jar. <laughs> I don't know. And they were in the bottom of my suitcase. And it was... They flagged it as suspicious. And I overstuffed <laughs> my shit. So how embarrassing is that? Like, they got taken out. Yeah, bloomers are coming. flying everywhere. <laughs> like, all this stuff. Fucking bloomers. The bloomers. I so and then she's like, "Do you want to pack this back up, or should I?" And I was so annoyed at that point. I was like, "You pack it. <laughs> you put it back in. You know how long that took me? I'll help you close it." Oh my gosh, Joe, that is one thing. I'm just like, man, I I'm proud of Jess sometimes for how she Boy, if we were in a situation like that, and 
and you were like, you put it back. I'd be like, no. And I'd just walk away. But Well, then I'd have to put it back because i got to <laughs> catch my plane. But I'm proud of Jess. Good for you, girl. She didn't put it back. <laughs> no, she's talking about the talking TSA. Talking about the TSA agent that took my bloomers <laughs> out in yeah, front of 150 people. Here and I'm like, I want to take all this credit yeah. as much as wasn't even there. She's like, she had already gone through. She's like... <laughs> Tapping her watch, like what? It's taking you so long. I'm like your poker chips, <laughs> or like the bag of change. Oh yeah. Well, we were moving and we had the big suitcases, and you it has to be. I have one of those things that you hook your suitcase onto. Of course, and she you does. hold it. Whatever, and it, <laughs> it weighs the bag. So I know I'm not going to get charged extra. Right, right, so right. we're flying Southwest. I know it has to be under 50 pounds. I weigh my bags, weigh my bags. Oh, I weigh oh, my bags. At the last minute, she puts this bag of change. Pennies, nickels, half dollar. I don't even, nobody even has half dollars anymore. Bag of change in my thing. So they weigh it and they were like, well, it's over. It's going to be $75. So I said, so I took Pick it, it out. out the change. Yeah, I took it off. <laughs> and she's like, well, put your boots. She, she, uh, we're on the sidewalk at McCarran Airport in Las Vegas, taking my boots out and putting it in. And I didn't know that she had slipped this change thing. She wasn't saying anything. This bag is 17 pound bag of change. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I had to move things around or whatever, put this in, and, and finally it, it went through, but I was like, I say it's a bag of change. Take that extra money out of the change. Yeah. Put well, the no. change paper itself uh, to fly. Well, that's why I said, uh, you know what? Um, put the bag of change in your book bag, remember? I was like, put it in your purse. Yeah. Why would you slip it in my friggin' checked bag? <laughs> it was 17 pounds. I took this shit out. I was under. I was like, I can put my boots back there. I got boots in my backpack now. <laughs> Look, tall boots. Boy. 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 But I digress. Oh my! I like to follow the rules. Right. She doesn't like to follow the rules. It makes for an interesting time. So no, I would not be a bootlegger. <laughs> I would have been like a probably someone on the corner handing out medical whiskey cards. Oh my gosh! You know? Oh. I don't know. Anthony, where would you be doing? Uh, I'd be running my stuff like crime family, making millions. Oh yeah, you think so? Bootlegging across state lines. Me. He'd be your pimp. <laughs> Offering people protection. Uh-huh. I'd probably have a blind pig. Yeah, you would. I'd probably get a pig and paint it. Put a little tutu on it. Yeah. <laughs> Put a little tutu on that bad boy. People would show up like, can we get our free booze now? And like, no, it's just a pig. Like Check that. It's really just yeah. a pig. <laughs> yeah, seriously. He's got got coma. They would hate me. <laughs> they would hate me. Joe's <laughs> face uh, would be in newspapers. Oi. 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 Uh, so, are we on to the second drink? Yeah. Yes. You know what else came out of bootlegging? NASCAR. Really? Yeah. <laughs> the guys used to soup, the bootleggers used to soup up their cars to outrun the cops. I'm kidding. And then uh, they would like compete against each other. That's ju- and that's how NASCAR started. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, true story. I, I did not know that either. Yeah, I'm not big into NASCAR. When I either, lived in Florida, in St. Pete, be the ND 500, right? So they would literally tear apart downtown St. Pete and um, rebuild a whole new like lane and everything for the Indy 500. So all of these major NASCAR drivers were coming there for it. And everyone would get so excited and I'd just be like, what? I'm pretty sure the Indy 500 is in Indianapolis. Oh. 
Daytona. This is where he gets his no, name. No, I'm not talking about Daytona. I don't know what I'm talking oh, about. <laughs> yeah. It's not NASCAR. Plus, NASCAR, NASCAR doesn't race oh, on the streets. So they would never race on the streets. No, I'm telling you. It's not, was it wasn't NASCAR then. Yes, it, was probably, it is. No, it was probably Formula One. No, I'm yeah. telling you. Maybe because it was IndyCar. Maybe it was IndyCar. No. IndyCar? No. No. It was not NASCAR, I guarantee. Yes, it was. Like, they only Dude, race they on certain tracks. cages everywhere. Okay, that was definitely not NASCAR. hundred <laughs> percent. Cages? Of to, what? To, to, like, block the buildings. Like yeah. No, like, no, you're t- no. This was IndyCar. Yeah, this is IndyCar series. She it's got the Indy different. right. Indy five hundred. No. Okay, maybe there were five hundred cars there at that time. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, now I don't want to finish my story. No, yeah. go ahead, finish it anyway. We, we're, I'm lost. What were we saying uh, about the same Petersburg? Okay, go ahead. I don't know. It's just a really big thing. Oh my god, you're the best. Alright. Okay, don't put a lie. Michaela, tell us about your drink. Oi. Oi. This is uh, Monkey Glands. It's uh, named after our best friend, Jill. (laughs) Jillian Christine. Um, What's in it? (laughs) I just had to get like the last (laughs) drops of that one. It was so good. Thank you. Um, So this has um, sapphire gin in it. Because we're not cheap over here. And um, some orange juice. And I think that was a dig at you and your Gordon's gin. <laughs> <laughs> the fish stick guy? Yeah. He makes fish well, stick. We'll see how yours tastes. Okay. No, let's see. Let's see. Mine, you can taste the gin. I am warning you. Why do you have so much? He's very kind to us. Anthony literally poured it. I know, he was very kind. Well, I poured that one first, and then she said, don't pour so much. <laughs> so I was like, oh, good idea. All right, this so one's it's yours. got a Bombay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and orange juice. And orange juice. Orange so juice it's gin and, and orange juice and grenadine. It tastes like sorbet. So it's gin and juice. <gasps> Rolling down the street. With the little. And oh, <laughs> sipping on gin and juice. <laughs> With the little gin and juice. <laughs> With a little bit of juice. Cool. <laughs> you taste that bathtub gin? I made it myself this morning. Strong, but it's got a nice taste. Fix your eyesight, though. Did you even pull yourself some? It's yeah, good. Go ahead. Yeah, I like it. You guys like <laughs> it? Such a lie. <laughs> so, <coughs> Jess, so Jess wins because she bought a bee with her bee's knees. Yeah. Where's your monkey? <laughs> Why yeah. is there no freaking monkey here? Dude, I got what? a monkey talking right there. <laughs> I thought I was the gland of the monkey. Make up your mind. Oy. 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 Dance monkey. <laughs> okay. Wait, that's actually really funny. Because remember when we did that casino party for Jess? And I made those cucumber south sides. I was thinking of making that because south side was on the prohibition. And I have this video of Joe going, Humbabee! <laughs> I like saying Bombay. Um, you guys want to play a little game? Okay. Yes. yes. I love games. Okay. This is just going to be. We love stupid games. I love games. stupid games. So, uh, I love stupid games, you guys. You're just my biggest supporter. I am. I am. Yeah, me too. Okay. Here we go. Um, there are a lot of phrases in the lingo that was used back in the Prohibition era, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say them, and we're going to go around the table. Do you remember when we did this game with the yeah. what this word means? Oi. 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 And you guys just made up a meeting right away off the top of your head? Right. That's what we're going to do with this one, okay? Yeah. So I'm going to say the phrase, and Michaela will start. We'll go around the table. You just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind that you think this means, okay? 
The first phrase is cake eater. Mm. <laughs> I can't say the first thing that came to mind. I cannot. <laughs> okay. In your case, you could say the second thing that comes to mind. Cake eater. Never um, mind. Go to like the fifth or oh. sixth. <laughs> <laughs> I would say um, like a rat. Okay. Uh, drunk. Uh, I would also go with a rat or a snitch. Hmm. Like having your cake and eating it too? Yeah. Actually, a cake eater is a ladies' man. Damn. That was probably closer to your first answer. <laughs> We're going to say. <laughs> All right. Ready? Phrase number two. We're going to start with Anthony because Mateo's okay. way too long. <laughs> yeah. So we're starting with Anthony. Go around the mm-hmm. table. Okay, we'll be last. We have some time. Ready? The next phrase is bear cat. A bear cat? Yeah. That sounds like a, like a cocktail. Bear cat is a, um, a, a drunk. You're just going to say that for everything <laughs> I say. I'm going to say kind of like a spy. Someone that like watches things and reports things. Okay. Oh, that's a very good, that's answer. A good answer. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> a bear cat is a hot blooded woman. Does this have this Ew. has nothing to do with prohibition? None of it. These are phrases that they use back in the time. There was prostitutes back so then. it's not always having to do with alcohol, but this is just lingo that they used. You know, it's their Oi. 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 Their words, their slang. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ready? You're the okay. worst. Cellar smeller. A cellar smeller? That's a, that's like a, a cop that, that finds speakeasies. That is a speakeasy. That is someone that sniffs out speakeasies. <laughs> okay, well, cellar smeller is a seeker of free drinks. Hmm. We were all kind of close in the way. Oh, okay, here's another like one. Like a mooch. That's a mooch. Yeah, a mooch. What? All right, uh... Dead soldier. Oh, that's uh, I don't know what that is. That's a uh, that's a cop that got turned into a drunk. You guys are just <laughs> okay. Go. It's an empty glass. Mm. I, I, oh, that's someone that rides you out, and they're gonna be dead in about thirty minutes. <laughs> okay. Just got it right. It's an empty glass. Very good. Did you mm-hmm. use that term in Vegas? Mm-hmm. Pass me your dead soldier. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Okay. I'm sure she didn't say it like I'm going to start using that from now on. <laughs> okay. Ready? Coffin varnish. Coffin varnish. That's bad tub gin. Oh, I was just listening to that sweet voice. Oh, what the hell? I was swallowing. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What is it again? <laughs> Coffin varnish. Um, That would be some bad alcohol. What's the varnish to mean? I don't know. Coffin varnish like is homemade alcohol. Building. Yeah, varnish is like... It's like, you know when you see a wood table and it looks like I got that wax layer on it? Yeah. That's varnish. It's wax. It's not, it's varnish, but... It's wax. Wait, so Oi. coffin varnish is homemade alcohol. Okay. Yeah. So we all right. We all right. Ready? Flat tire. Oh, that's a beer. No, that, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. fat tire. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's still my guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A beer flat tire, from the, from baby. The flat tire. Mm, that's a flat beer. That's a homemade brew. That's mm-hmm. flat. I was gonna say that's like a nasty drink, like a dead drink. Flat tire is a person who is against alcohol, mm, like the KKK. Mm-hmm. But what? What? They're big supporters of the prohibition. Really? True that. So they flat tire. Huge. So they flat. 
Yudge. All right. Next phrase Yudge. is Yudge. Um, <laughs> New Yudge. ones onions. Yudge. Yudge. New ones onions. New ones onions. New K N E W. Oi. New ones onions. New ones onions. I have literally no idea what that is. I know you. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. So I know what. You know Just what you know. So <laughs> I know. I know what, what it is. I know what it is. I knew your onions. Like I know what you like. What you're bringing. I know you're smuggling. Okay. I know yeah. your deal. I know your deal. Um, mm-hmm. I was gonna say like a new, like a new bartender or a new person going into a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. Like and you got nothing? Uh, no, I forfeit. All right, new ones onions means you knew what you were talking about. That's oh, what I'm right. saying. I said that. Yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. I knew your deal. I knew what what you were packing. I knew your deal. Yeah. Okay. What? All right. Okay, I get it. I get it. I, I give it to you. I give it to you. Oi. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Okay. You Next word. Spifflicated. Spifflicated. Uh, that's the person in the bar who gets all drunk and thinks he knows shit. Wait, don't. <laughs> oh, so it's you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spifflicated is um is very knowledgeable in the speakeasies. <laughs> Why'd you pop his arm? I was also kind of thinking that route, but I feel like it's more so uh, just someone knowing things about people. Spifflicated is drunk. See? Your That's first two said. answers ah, would have hit that. That's why I was, I was <laughs> yeah. correct. You were right. Okay. See? He Last knows what one. drunk. Drunk but knows everything. I said someone who gets drunk and thinks uh, I know shit, but they don't. Uh-uh. I just was about to oi. I don't know why. Okay. Anyway, last one. Oh, 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 I can see the future. Like, oh my god! <laughs> uh, next one, last one. Boiled as an owl. Boiled as an owl. Oh, I mean, you hung over, bro. Oh, good guess. Oh, I know it. I know it. It's uh when they're referencing like homemade gin. Like that shit was boiled to an owl. <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that's some top notch yeah. bathtub gin. It means someone drank it and then it go, who? <laughs> <laughs> no, they'd be like, who? Who made this? Who? 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 <laughs> Jesse got a guess. <laughs> um, I went McKenna on that. Yeah. Okay. Boiled as an owl means really drunk. Exactly. I was going to say that. Oh, Jess was, wins the game. I was going to say that. She wins the drink in the game because she bought a real beef. Really drunk. Hate Live myself. animals always welcome on Tales of Rails. So pissed at myself. Oh, boy. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Your mind just sounded things so, so legit. I went with Michaela. I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did I agree with her? Listen, <sighs> so I found something a little funny. Yeah. You sorry. said it was good. No, I lied to you. Who? <laughs> 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 It's not called slurring your words. It's called talking in cursive, and it's fucking elegant. Ah, you like that? You do that all the time. What? No, I do. Yeah, we'll do you. <laughs> <laughs> A what? Who? I heard if you drink every day, you are an alcoholic, which is why I only drink every night. <laughs> right. <laughs> That was a good one. <laughs> Did you write these? No. No. Okay. This one, oh, wait, wait. this one is a quote by W.C. Fields. 
Once, during Prohibition, I was forced to live for days on nothing but food and water. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's clever. Get it? No, I got it. And nobody got it. Got it. I got it. Nobody got it but me. Do you know that during Prohibition, people were so convinced that alcohol was the root of all crime? Yeah. They were so convinced of it, right? Prohibition. Do you know Prohibition lasted 13 years? Yes. I had yeah. no idea it was that long. Yeah. But during this time, many, many towns across the United States sold their jails. They sold their jails because they were like, we're not going to have any crime. Alcohol is the root of all crime. So now alcohol is gone. We don't need our jails. They all sold their jails. Right. Except it crime was actually rose. a boom in crime because of the mafia. Because yeah, of the mob it, and the bootlegging. They allowed the mob to take over because mm-hmm. they had booze, which everybody wanted. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, there was also massive up. like political corruption. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, they were all drunk. Mm-hmm. One terrible, yeah. terrible. It was all uh, boil like an owl. They were yeah. They were all in Congress going. <laughs> well, also uh, another thing that a great thing that happened during Prohibition is the women uh, women got the right to vote, which is the Nineteenth Amendment. That's true. Oh, that happened during Prohibition. Yeah. Oh, you didn't realize that. Yeah, that's actually pretty crazy because they did. It was the night. That in the 13 year span, there was a lot going on in the world just besides women. Because mm-hmm. you, you said it was that and it was something else. Uh, the Great Depression also happened. That was mm-hmm. 1929. Do you think that had anything to do with with Prohibition? I think I, I think, think so. we're reading somewhere that that had to do something with Prohibition ending. Oh, really? Oh, oi. Because they needed, they probably lost out on so much money right. during Prohibition. Uh, prohibition actually cost the government an estimated loss of three hundred million dollars in tax, or three hundred billion dollars in taxes. That's crazy. And cost eleven million dollars to enforce, mm-hmm. which back then was a crap load of money. Yeah. So they went bankrupt, and then everyone else is poor, losing their job. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Drink. You want to drink? Yeah. So you're gonna drink. You're gonna find a way to do it. Yeah. So crime went through the roof. People are drunk all the time. Yeah, and yeah. you think, you know, people's buying that alcohol, but it's not getting taxed because it's on the low level. Yeah, so so there's, it's it's just like the whole thing with marijuana. Yes. There, it, there's yeah. a huge business for it, and the government's not taking any cut on it they if lost, it's not legal. Right. They you lost know? billions. That's why Al Capone made $60 million yeah. right. in 1927. Because people was losing their job and he was selling booze. Yeah. Right. Untaxed. Because the, the whole thing about the government is they want to be able to control Oy. Oy. everything. So since they can't really control like marijuana in the sense of what we talked about two episodes ago about like DUIs and stuff mm. like that, they're not yeah. they're not gonna legalize it. But yeah. it was just how that was like in the prohibition. You know what I mean? It's like it's all the same. So literally, like we're just living in the same. Era. Right. It's just just a new substance. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just, just going to be, and then there'll be another substance after. But um, so besides Al Capone, have you guys ever heard of Dutch Schultz? I'm related to him. No, you're not. That was too quick. Are you really? Yes. She is. This is the West Virginia people, right? No. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. from West Virginia. I know. Where was On he from? On my dad's side. Shut up. Where was he from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that was, was almost believable because your dad's from New York. <laughs> I was so, gonna say New York to like. Damn, that, that would I would have really believed you then. Yeah, I know. I tried to help you. I don't even know. Joe almost asked for my autograph. <laughs> yeah. Well, Dutch Schultz was a big time bootlegger. They called him the Dutchman. He ran all the bootleg liquor uh, in the Bronx. 
He was big, and everything that was sold bootleg went through him in the Bronx, right? So when the law was catching up to him, he was like, I'm not going to let the law get my fortune. So he took all of his cash, <clears throat> all of his gems, everything. He put it in like a t- big tin box. And he got on the train heading up to the Catskill Mountains. And he t- t- he was going to go. He was going on the run, right? But something happened where he was very close to getting caught. So he jumped off the train with his tin in a town called, it was Phoenicia. And he buried the treasure to keep it safe. And then he was shot like a year later on the run. And people still search for this treasure in the Catskills. They say that there is a tin there. Oy, right. Buried right. somewhere along those train tracks that holds uh, the Dutchman's cash and gems. People still search for it. How much money have in this box, supposedly? I don't know what I didn't say. But people are like... So if someone found it, would it be theirs? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. how treasures work. Right, keepers. Keepers. But we did a treasure cool. hunt episode. You can go back and listen. Yeah, yeah I know, but then the it was all. Well, you actually were the one who gave us the rules in that episode. I still have the piece of paper. It had like four words on it. <laughs> <laughs> rules, mine, <laughs> ship, arg. What was the word? No, I had a lot of info. Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am saving up all of your notes from every episode <laughs> to do a special Michaela's Notes episode. Well, I got a page and a half on I this. know. That's pretty good. I, I mean, that's really good. But luckily, you guys always leave it down here. <laughs> that's why you always try getting me drunk. Oi. No one else has finished their monkey ball drink. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm trying. Anthony Balls so of much. the orangutan. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> Don't be laughing at things. You know how she is. Who be laughing? You know how she is when you laugh at stuff that's against her. Mm-hmm. She gets all shitty. He's never on my side with anything. Tales over ales. What's brewing? So alcohol is still illegal. We're still upset about it. Yeah. I'm not sure how people survived back then. Alcohol. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We've started our uh, third prohibition drink. Bonus drink, Long Island iced tea, which we learned comes from Long Island. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tasty though. Mine had a little twist of a peach iced tea instead of cola, but it was, it was good. Pretty good. You guys know? Yeah, it is really good. It's tasty, yeah. right? Delish. Mm-hmm. Strong as shit though. Delish. Mm-hmm. Tasty. Good luck to y'all. All right, throw some facts out at me. Teach me. Teach me. <laughs> uh, do you know there are seventeen states that uh, will not allow any county to be dry in their state? Really? Yeah, they said, we don't want that. Really? What mm-hmm. states? Pennsylvania, one of them? I would see Pennsylvania being one. Yeah. Do you guys know how, uh, Oi. 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 how Utah's kind of, uh, known for, uh, being against alcohol and whatnot? Yeah. Do you know that Utah is the state that, uh, got the prohibition, uh, repealed? Really? Yeah. Utah was the last vote. Oh, shit. Pressed for days. It's like, Utah, we need you. We need you. Like, <laughs> we need you. Come yeah. through. All right. Interesting. Huh. They, you said, know, they said everyone else can drink, but we're not going to do it. Right. <laughs> but they do. They You can drink there. Yeah. They just have weird liquor laws. Yeah. But strict. I mean, yeah, they're very strict. And all of their liquor stores are all state run. That's right. But so is ours. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't get liquor here unless it's from a state run store. So it, it's, it's slightly eased up in Pennsylvania in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. but it's still very strict compared to most states around us. Yeah. I wonder if it's because we're a commonwealth in that state. Yeah, we're a commonwealth. We make up yeah. our own shit. When I lived in Florida, I guess I was like so young and 
newly 21, and I guess I just didn't really pay attention Boy. to how, like, a lot of the states have different liquor laws and stuff like that. So, like, in Florida, you could get liquor anywhere, basically. You know what I mean? Um, like, even just, like, gas, gas stations. stations yeah. yeah, anywhere. And the bars would be open until, like, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then when I came up here and I heard bars close at 2, two I was like, what, what do you do for the rest well, of Well, imagine what a shock it was to Jess when she came from Vegas yeah. and she's like, and nothing's open 24 hours she's except like, Walmart. She's like, wait, your bar's got locks on them? <laughs> yes. Yeah, seriously, you guys have windows? It's so funny. Bars? I was in Walmart the other day and um, these two guys went up to one of the um, Walmart. This girl was walking around. She worked at Walmart and they were like, excuse me, ma'am. Um, where do you sell the alcohol? And she's like, we don't sell alcohol here. I was like, they're definitely not from Pennsylvania yeah. because. <laughs> well, and it's crazy because it's only. Oi. What is it only like maybe it's been like a year since they allowed grocery stores to sell it? Yeah. Or so it was recent. Longer, yeah. A year or two? Wait, grocery so, stores. So, grocery, like wine and beer. Sell, yeah. It's just wine and beer. When I moved up here, it was only. You had to buy beer in beer distributors. Yeah, until like two years ago, it was beer. Beer and beer distributors. in anywhere, like a grocery store yeah, or nothing. Liquor and liquor stores. And then some places you could buy to go beer. That's why around here, like to go beer is big. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't have that in Vegas, right? No. So when, cause I said to her one time and I was like, well, we're going home. Let's grab, let's like get two six packs to go. She's like, you can't do that here. So I love Vegas of all places has a rule up like that. Like you would just think it'd be like a free for all. <laughs> yeah, but they want to. They, <laughs> you know? But they want to keep you in the bar in the casino. Well, especially because you're game. Well, yeah. you can get it anywhere though. Yeah, right. You can point. get it. But I'm saying, you know, like, you, like, you go to Walmart stay, and be like, okay, let's go get uh, right. a handle of Tito's and a, a case of course light, whatever. Oh, at all hours of the day. Yeah. Okay, so, so yeah, so that's the difference. But here, you had to like really, like, you'd have to go to a bar and buy it to go. Mm-hmm. Even here now, like now, recently they sell beer in gas stations, right? But say the gas station is 24 hours, there's only a certain time they're allowed to mm-hmm. sell the beer, so they have to lock the beer cooler. Yeah. Like after 2 a.m. until I don't know yeah. what time it is. Actually, I think it's 10 p.m. because that's when the that's when the grocery stores had to start locking up. Yeah, they I'm not I'm not sure the exact time it is, yeah. but I know like 24 hour gas stations, like they have to lock the beer cooler. So like you'd go and they'd be like, "Can I get a beer?" Like, no, you have to wait until like. Whatever time it is, I don't know. That actually, yeah, because we were in Jersey. Oh, where were we staying? I don't remember where we were staying, but we tried to get alcohol and the cooler. We just missed the time. And the yeah, cooler, the cooler was, was locked. locked. Where was it? I don't um, remember. But it's weird to me that like the state, oi, oi. the oi. state laws being so different on a topic like this is kind of mm-hmm. weird. Right. You would think it would just be at a federal level. Yeah. This is what it is, you know. Because, I mean, the drinking age doesn't vary by state. Yeah. You know? Right. I feel like everything should be, like, across the board. And mm-hmm. when it's not, it just drives me insane. And mm-hmm. I guess now, more than ever, like, I get so frustrated. Yeah. And you would think <laughs> that they would, like, have federal rules that went across the board on things like alcohol, considering they have agencies like the ATF, which is the alcohol, tobacco, and firearm. Yeah. But they can't, they don't have the same laws everywhere. <laughs> Do you guys know the Prohibition Party still exists to this day? Yes. Mm-hmm. And is it is America's oldest third party system. Really? I, actually, someone ran for, I forget who it was, but someone actually ran for president for the Prohibition Party. I think it was in 2016 mm-hmm. or 2012. So what do they do? 
they believe in back. yeah they believe that alcohol is the devil they think prohibition was good and they yeah. don't know why we ended it yeah they never get very far, obviously, because America's bunch yeah. of drunks. I was going to say. <laughs> but they have their mascot. You know how, like, like the mascot is like the donkey and the elephant or whatever? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, the yeah, donkey. Right. Yeah. Well, their mascot is the camel. Because the camel, oi. Oi. The camel only drinks water. Oh, my gosh. So it's the camel. <laughs> you just took the words out of my mouth. Hey, Joe, 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 Joe. You know what day it is? <laughs> Hump day. Hump day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on, you guys know. Don't you can't look at a camera without thinking of that commercial. No, Come never. On. Okay, go ahead. So I learned that um, bathtub gin refers to any style of homemade spirit made in amateur conditions. It's like moonshine, so right? So it's just not gin. I always thought bathtub gin was gin. That's not it right. probably mostly was gin at the time. Yes. Because yeah, it was easiest. like because of all the reasons that we said before, but yeah, it could be anything. It could be any spirit. Imagine living in a home, boy, as a kid, and you're like, "It's time for my bath," and your dad's like, "Not now, son. <laughs> I'm cooking gin. I'm making some gin in that bathtub." Yeah, you know. You know, um, a lot of rich people back then bought out liquor stores. Oh, yeah, they knew it was coming. Yes, oh, yeah. they knew it was coming. So in order to make sure they had a large supply, they bought out mm-hmm. liquor stores. That would have been me. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's what I was doing during the Prohibition. <laughs> I was buying out all the liquor. You would be, because you invest in everything. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to invest. Hell, yeah. And, yeah. I'd, and then I'd sit in and I'd look at it. I wouldn't even drink it. I'd look at it and open my garage and look at it. Oh man, I make so much money when this prohibition's over. Oh yeah. No, I would be like, man, I'm gonna sell this. I'd put it in little bottles. Or just throw parties at my house, and then like charge fifty dollar cover fee. Yeah, charge a cover fee. (laughs) Yeah. To see me dance or something. Oh my gosh. Uh, Not to the Carlton. (laughs) (laughs) You'd have to pay people. (laughs) Do you know what that's called? A speakeasy. Oh. The thing you refused to open before. Right. Well, no, but in my own home, it's not illegal. As long as you don't charge, right? I, I can charge the them to come on my property. Use my bathroom. Mm. <laughs> Use my bathroom. That's like, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, like, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> like sororities and uh, what's the other one? Frats? Oh, yeah, but they throw a kegger. Yeah, they used, that's how they, they get away with the rules in colleges. Like, they don't, they're not allowed to sell beer. So what they do is they'll sell you a cup. Mm-hmm. What you do with that cup's your own business. There happens to be a keg in the backyard, but I'll sell you this cup for five dollars. Mm-hmm. So that's how they get away with it. We should totally throw a keg party. Yeah, right. sounds genius. We will. I haven't been to a keg Wait, in a long we're time. We're gonna have God. two acres from we, our right. house. Yeah, but apparently we're buying a mansion. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oi. Oi. oi! But at our mansion, on our acres and acres of land, we're gonna throw a keg party. But we should throw it like old school, like we we do keg stands and you gotta get a an in ground pool. And mm-hmm. you gotta get an in-ground pool and drain all the water out. They have the cake party inside in the, the pool. pool. Yes, that'd be awesome. And invite like Tony Hawk, have him skate around. <laughs> oh gosh, that'd be awesome. Oh yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Old school cake parties. I can't remember my last cake party. All I know is that my last cake party, one of my friends took special K, mm-hmm. and they were in the bathroom with the water running in the faucet. And they swore that it was Legos coming out of the faucet. What is special K? It's, what? it's ketamine. It's ketamine. 
Yeah, it's like a it's like a cat yeah. it's like a cat something. It's a cat tranquilizer. Catnip. Yeah. No, not catnip. That's what I was thinking. It's it's ketamine mixed with something. Yeah. Oh, I, that's disturbing. Yeah, but she was like, "There's Legos coming out of here." I was like, "That's war." She was like, it's Legos. I, was like, I need my home. <laughs> <laughs> I called my dad up and I was like, "Dad, what you doing? I need a ride. Where are you?" Uh, were your parents ever those parents that were like, "If you ever need us to pick you up, we won't ask you." No. Yeah. They. Yeah. No. <laughs> you met my parents, right? My my <laughs> mom told me my sister we had three times when we could just call her and she would pick yeah. us up and not say anything. One time, her and my dad were going away for the weekend, so I decided to go spend the night at someone's house. And lucky me, they came back that night for some reason and I wasn't home. And she just kept calling me, and I just did not answer, and I was petrified. <laughs> oh and the next morning, she showed up at their house because she just knew where I was. And I was just like, can this be one of those times? And she's like, absolutely not. And yeah. I'm like, damn. See, the thing about dealing with your parents when they make rules like that is that they made the rules. <laughs> yeah. So they can change them at any time. Plus, if she just shows up, you didn't call her. Therefore, technically, yeah. you didn't. My mom time. would always be like, "You could always." I mean, I always knew that I could call my mom or dad if, if I re- if I needed help. They would be the first people I call. Right. But I knew that it was a shit you storm. You would need help. Yeah, I would need Before help. Before I them. call you, I would need your help. <laughs> I know, you're right. Exhausted every possible yeah, option. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I've called the police. I've called grandma. There's literally <laughs> no one else I could call. I gotta call my mom. And she'd be there in a second, and she'd always be like, "I wouldn't even ask you questions as long as you're safe." And then I get in the car, and I'd be like. Spanish Inquisition questions. How'd you get here? Who were you hanging out with? Are you on drugs? Boy, <laughs> have you been drinking? Why do you smell like pot? Why are your eyes red? <laughs> do you know that repealing the 18th Amendment, right? They repealed it with the 21st Amendment. Right? It was the first time ever that an amendment, in our, and I think the only time actually, that an That's amendment was appealed with, the, with another amendment. That's right. You know, one of my favorite facts from the Prohibition tour was, and they were talking about the one guy. I don't remember if he was a, I don't remember the story, so I don't, like, the specifics. I don't remember if he was a bootlegger or if he was a cop. I think he was a cop. He was, like, somebody who was trying to investigate bootleggers. He was really involved in it in Chicago, and his wife wound up having an affair. Oh, right, right, right. With. The bootlegger, I right. think, or whoever he was investigating wound up yeah. having like an affair and he murdered her. <gasps> he murdered her and he was arrested for her murder. And it was the first time ever in our, in history of America or maybe even the world that somebody used as an argument for, um, for murder, they used involuntary insanity based on, um, like a crime of passion. Boy. 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 It was really? the first, and he got off. What? He did not serve time. He he was found not guilty. But then, didn't he become like a bootlegger and make? I think after that, thousands and yeah. Do- so of after dollars? that, he started. So he was a cop. He was a cop who was yeah. investigating the bootlegger. The bootlegger wound up having an affair with his wife. Right. And she left this, yeah. him for the bootlegger. Remember this? And he yeah. and the, and he went to he killed her. He went to jail, and he pled insanity. It was one of the first cases that he temporary insanity. That right. was it. Uh, that he, there was one of the first cases ever that, or, or the first case ever, where he pled 
uh, temporary insanity because it was a crime of passion. And he was found not guilty. And then once he was not guilty, he actually became a bootlegger yeah, became and, a bootlegger made and made a shitload of money. money. Yeah. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Also, uh, I think it was pretty cool how uh, the first soap, FDR, was the president that brought it back, right? Boy, and yes. when he ordered the first beer to the White House... It was Yingling, and it was brought in on Clydesdale horses. That's right. To the White House. You know that we already had a first lady, right? What? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. president we has a, a first lady. lady. We already had a lady president. De- oh. De facto lady president. A de facto? I would use words like that. What, what, what's a de facto? Yeah, I don't know. Celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> de facto means like, uh, oi, not the official. Like, it wasn't officially recognized that she was the first lady or the first female president. But I know what you're saying. So, go on. What's your story? We had a female president uh, because of Wilson. Wilson got sick and paralyzed. (laughs) He had some brain issues. He had a stroke. He had a stroke. He was paralyzed. paralyzed. And um, she had to step in. And she served as the president. During that time, he was incapacitated, and she did most of the presidential work and did all the decisions. And the so she was basically like our president, just was not officially recognized. Oh, I had no idea about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prohibition. Prohibition. Is this still going on? Because I'm drunk in this speakeasy. I can't even feel my legs. Just a lot. Wait. Oh, what's that? New story. Breaking news. It is now December 5th, 1933, and it is the end of Prohibition. Hi! Oh, yeah. And Mr. FDR celebrated with a martini and said, what America needs now is a drink. And that is how we celebrated. To the end of Prohibition, to Chicago, to our love of alcohol, and to all of our listeners for Tales of Rails. Oi! Hey, great job. You completed a power hour with us. Tune in next week for more trash talk with your favorite brute chachos. Follow us on Facebook for all the updates and listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Tales over ass. What's brewing?